Um, sit over there. Pull up our chairs closer together. Okay. Laura has been here about as long as I have. 95? 18 years. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a long. Yeah. She came here as a college student. And, um, yeah. And I don't know which one you want to talk about first. You want to talk about ambassadors first? Let's talk about ambassadors, yes. Okay. Well, I'm just going to turn it over to you and you can okay. talk about maybe when it was officially started and okay. how that came about, maybe why, and how people get involved, and kind of what it, your goal with that ministry <coughs> is. So. Okay. Well, I was on staff here for about two and a half years, um, planning worship and coordinating and doing a little random things in the office um, that completely by accident. But in the process, um, I had visited some other churches when traveling and realized that they did an amazing job of reaching out to guests. Um, and I felt so welcome at those churches. And I said, we can do that here. Otter Creek is a welcoming church. But as we've gotten bigger, we've kind of lost sight of that. We've come a little bit, we've gotten a little bit of tunnel vision on, hey, I got to get in there. I got to get my seat. I got to do this. And it's been more of a, felt more consumeristic. So I thought, let's see what we can do here. I know we had already started um, the Welcome Center um, in an effort to um, give guests and, and members alike a place to go to get information. Um, but we were missing a lot of dots along the way. So when someone comes in from the parking lot and walks through the building, sits down in the sanctuary, and goes to worship and or class and leaves without having an interaction with someone, we miss a big opportunity. Um, I love First Peter, um, First Peter 2, I'll read it, um, but it, it's kind of the, the inspiration for, for what gave me a passion for it. Um, <coughs> let's see, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. We were chosen. The fact that we were chosen is amazing. And that, that grace of Jesus who died for us and was raised again so that we can live in communion with the Father, like that should springboard me into a life of service and witness. And and loving for the sake of I've been chosen. God chose me, so I need to give everyone else an opportunity to come into that life. So literally pulling back the curtain, in this case the door, opening the door so people can come in. Um, and it's not, a, the, the hospitality jobs are not difficult, but people need a connection. They need to know that we want them here. They need to know that, um, that they are welcome here, that that there is a place for them here. And that's what the hospitality ministry of ambassadors is all about. We are the ones waving the flag and leading the way so that the rest of the congregation can come along behind and make guests feel welcome. Look for places to serve. Um, we made these hideous orange name tags so that people will see us, be able, be able to find and know who they can ask questions to, but everything from door holders, um, people, pointing the way to open spaces in the parking lot, that's really, we really don't go above and beyond with that if, unless we have um, an excessive amount of traffic like we do on Christmas and Easter. 
but we should be out there every Sunday. We should have a parking lot full of people going, hey, so glad you're here. Come on in. Is this your first time with us? You know, talking to them and getting them excited before they even come in. And then opening the door and welcoming them in, saying hi along the way, giving a bulletin, being at the welcome desk, being willing to walk them to class. Um, our building is complicated. It really is. So we need people who are in, um, in the know, who can find, find their way around, walk them to class, show them where their kids are, where they need to be picked up, leave a map with them, and then take them to get some coffee. Coffee is not a big thing. Coffee is just, it's a cup of coffee. But something about coffee allows people to kind of maybe let their guard down a little bit, and that ministry itself is, um, is a way for people to feel more at home. Something about having a warm cup of coffee. So all of those things are easy, easy, easy jobs, but they give our guests and our members alike an opportunity to feel connected here, to know that they are wanted here. So that's hospitality. I'm, oh, go ahead. I just I had never heard the word ambassadors mm -hmm. until a week ago. Mm -hmm. Is that something? It's new. new. Mm -hmm. We just changed the name okay. because so we want to. Instead of hospitality ministry, mm -hmm. it's really. It's ambassadors, the hospitality ministry of Creek. But okay. ambassadors, we are the ambassadors because we're leading the way. Um, and there are lots of elements to hospitality um, that, you know, might not necessarily feel like, oh, that's part of hospitality. But we tried to just find a name so that everybody felt united under an, a name. So. I know that when... <clears throat> when our framework for service was different, where we did maybe the eight o'clock, I forget what times they were. Flipped. Yeah, and flipped them, where we didn't have eight class days. sandwiched in between. There were people who drove here and turned around and left because there were no parking places. That should not happen. Mm -mm. Um, there might have been some that they just got tired of looking, you know, mm -hmm. and if someone had been out there, yeah. um, they might have been able to find them. Well, we added yeah. guest spaces. We added um, some signage and flags in the parking lot so people can find guest yeah. parking. I don't know if it's so much of a problem now that we've got classes in between for some reason that changes something. But um, do you have any specific stories of any specific people that visited that felt extremely welcomed and maybe shared that with you or, or whatever, some kind of story about well, industry. two people who um, were working together to get um, a family of children where they were supposed to go. It was Laurie Netterville and Laura Burkhart, who know their way around here, who know a lot about Otter Creek, have been here a long time. Um, there was a family with middle schoolers, and they put them in the system and created a name tag for them, which that's not part of hospitality, that's part of children's ministry, but the hospitality people take them to class so they walked them to the wrong class. They walked them, um, they had the teachers wrong, they were not sure which kid went where. When they finally got to the right place, they realized, okay, the fact that we are with them in this, we're not just saying, yep, down the hall, third door to the left. They walked with them, they journeyed with them, even though they got probably quite a bit of it wrong. That was, they made a connection. You know, it's the Kroger versus Publix Sorry, mentality. <laughs> Kroger, people are they're gonna say, oh yeah, I was on aisle 12 on the right. 
Publix is going to say, oh, it's on aisle 12 on the right. Let me show you. They're going to walk you there. Does that make sense? Even if it's not on aisle 12, right. you appreciate the fact that they took you that there. That they took you, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not here. We're out of that or whatever. They're going to help you. So that's what I, that's what I want to experience. But when they got this family to the class, Dinox was there and said, oh, hey, we're so glad to have you. Come on in. And they were talking to the mom. The dad was kind of off to the side. And they turned around and realized his eyes were filled with tears because they had made a connection for their child. And middle schoolers have a hard time making connections anyway, but they walked their child, they walked this family's child to the middle school room and turned him over to a very capable volunteer, in this case a staff member, who pulled him right in and engaged him and helped him find a place. So they told me we got everything wrong but God redeemed the situation because we were be, we were willing to let him use us. So those kinds of situations they have happen all the time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to minimize other ministries here, but I think this is one of the most important that we have because it's people's first connection to the church. And if we mess up that, I think we could, somebody's right on the edge and could just, you know, it just makes a huge difference. Um, well, it's, a, it's a lot of pressure, you know, to think, oh, we've got this person's spiritual future in our hands. Don't think of it that way. Think right, that God right. can redeem whatever situation right. is there, um, but we need to give our best effort to make them feel like this is a place yeah. that they could call We're, home yeah. and give them an opportunity to connect with whatever message that is, is being shared and with the worship and give them a chance to love and serve while they're here, too. Um, is this a good transition to consignment sale? Sure. Or unless y'all, do y'all have questions about the ambassadors? Do you want to tell them how to get involved, maybe, if they want to? I have, um, well, I have these, these are sheets that show the places that I need place, people to serve. All the yellow are places that I still need people to serve. There's a well, lot. Well, and there's, maybe review those different positions. Okay, I've got bulletin distributors. That's a, you know, relatively easy job. Um, before first service and second okay, service. Okay, can I share a really funny story about that? Yeah. Because Russell and I are bulletin distributors, and he makes the joke that, okay, there's greeters, right? Isn't that the term? Greeters. There's bulletin distributors and so forth. He said, we are not greeters. We are just bulletin distributors. We just have to go like this. It's a joke. Like, we don't have to say anything, which we do. But we don't have to greet people. We just have to distribute the bulletin. You better greet people. Yeah. It was a joke. It was a joke. I thought that was good. The shifts, all the shifts are like roughly 25 to 30 minutes. They're not long shifts. But, you know, getting people to make sure that there's someone at every door. A lot of times people like to sneak in those side doors Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to interact with anybody. There's a bulletin distributor there. That's another connection point. I want as many connection points for our guests as possible. I also have um, the Welcome Center. And we have that before first service, before class, before second service, and after second service. Because at the end of service, our shepherds say, if you're a guest, we'd love for you to go to the Welcome Center. If nobody's there, they're going to talk to air and maybe pick up a piece of paper that's sitting there. Really want people there all the time so that they can ask, so they can answer questions that come from our guests. Um, And fifth Sundays are atrocious to try to get filled. So if you ever want to be a fifth Sunday person, um, which this is a fifth Sunday, and... I'm almost full this week, which is awesome. Um, Door greeters, those are um, all the exterior doors, so north entrance, south entrance, gathering room, creekside, and gym. 
I don't have anybody in the gym before first service because most of our activity is there um, around class time since nobody's really in that area until class time. So most of the teenagers take those gym door responsibilities. But the Creekside door, which is the double red doors, which are preschool entrance, has tons of families come in there. And it's two sets of double doors right back to back. So if you've got somebody who can help you get in, or if it's raining, somebody who can walk an umbrella to the car and help you get the kids in, oh, it makes a world of difference when you're trying to drag all your children in who don't, you know, who maybe had to wake up early or who knows. But that's a great way. Oh, guys, hey, we're glad you're here. Excited about Bible class. Someone else to interact with your children. And those are very, very valuable places. Most of our traffic comes in north and south. Okay, that was what? Most of it comes in those doors. Who even comes in there? They would, I would in where? In those. The Creekside door? Children. Yes. Families I'm with children. they're the people that go to the kindergarten normally because how would anybody, I don't have children don't Well, have to the program. And that, I'm never like down in that. Families grass. know that. Families, <laughs> especially with preschoolers, know that they're going to pick their kids up in the, in the um, activity room after preschool praise. So they might as well pick them up and walk right out that door. So they park in that back parking lot. It's very convenient for children. Okay. And since there's not a lot of car traffic for service, but it helps them right. to drop. If they come for first service, they're dropping their kids off in the activity room and go into class, and then they're mm -hmm. coming back out and picking them up there. So it's for parents of young children, especially, it is the entrance to come in. My kids are now elementary school, so I come in on the main floor, but we used to come in every Sunday downstairs. So it's really for the... It's really for families with preschoolers, preschoolers. and babies. So. Okay. And, um, there, and there are activities beginning at the time the early service mm -hmm. starts. Mm -hmm. I think we kind of missed that somewhere along the way, too. Yeah, um, because preschool praise starts in there, and it's the same time as adult worship, both services, um, in the activity room. So. It's a it's a really popular entrance with kids for sure. Families with kids. it may not be their first entrance, their first time because they may not know about it. I would it, think any new person would go there. I mean, new, yeah. new people mostly. Most of the new people they follow the flags to new because we want them coming in the welcome the welcome center entrance so that they that's convenient for them. We can check their kids in and we can take them to class. Beyond that, they're gonna realize oh this is a lot closer and and there's not yeah. as much traffic on the back side of the building. So it's a little safer to walk with children through that part of the parking. So, um, but those five entrances, and, and we don't have a lot of traffic in the gathering room, but I always want extra people at that gathering room entrance because that's the hub of the church. That's where all the traffic comes through from all the hallways. And if I've got greeters in that lobby right there, they're able to open the door for people who um, drop off someone who might, who might have trouble walking. Um, people who have some disabilities are dropped off at that entrance. Um, or sometimes if they're just running late and they've got to run in and grab a tag and, and rush to class. Um, they'll drop off older children there. So it's great to open the door for people there, but greeting in that area, we need people who can say, hey guys, we're glad you're here. Hey, good to see you. Hey, you know, at any connection point. We don't want people who are just going <coughs> to lean on the door and only open it when someone gets there. Does that make sense? Um, and then coffee. That coffee service job is um, it's make simple. A lot of coffee. I, don't, I don't drink coffee, but I can make it, and it's it's not hard. It's pre-portioned. You dump it in. You push start. Um, and stick it on the counter. And smile at people when they um, <coughs> when they pick it up. And, and Kevin can attest that this morning 
Um, I was also trying to get him to recruit for coffee. If you're a coffee person, you also recruit for coffee. So, um, but these these. That's funny. Hardly any of us who make it drink it. So. Um, That's why you're good. These are monthly jobs. Like if you sign up, if you sign up for one of on one of these sheets, you are signing up to be a regular rotation person. Now, also needs subs. So, if I'm short staff, there's an automated email that goes out that says, "Hey, I need some more people this Sunday. Um, if you have availability and can sign up, click here, and it'll show you all the spots that you qualify for. Which means, if you said, "I'll be a door greeter" or "I'll be a bulletin distributor." then you are tagged with those jobs and it'll show you any of those jobs that are open that need to be filled. Does that make sense? Um, okay. okay, moving on. In if you're interested, get in touch with Laura. If you're not plugged into that ministry yet, five minutes about comes out on sale. Okay. Okay. I'm going to leave Patrick Absolutely. <laughs> Laura, is that on the website? Uh, yes, but I can't tell you where. It's, um, Never mind. I think it's it otterfreak.org forward slash hospitality, I think. Just, just type in hospitality in the search window, you'll find it. Um, okay, consignment sale. Um, Maybe just a snapshot of what what it's for, how they can get involved, who who is involved. Um, in 2006, we started a consignment sale because we needed to build a playground where, so the, blue move, where the blue awning is. So we could move the preschool here. We could not move it here without the facility, the playground facility, because of codes. So um, we were raising money for that. The first sale we made nine thousand dollars, and we're super proud of ourselves. Um, we never expected. We were told we'd make three, and from there it just grew and grew and grew. And we realized we're making money here because there's a huge need for this. People are trying to clothe their families and provide for them, and so um, it got super popular. And we figured out some ways to kind of automate it where where. There weren't things we had to figure out every time. We were, didn't have to reinvent the wheel. We just got better at it. So twice a year we have a sale, and we realized we can write checks to all sorts of organizations. Living Water, um, Made in the Streets, Wayne Reed Center, um, uh, Youth Group, YES, the OCYG, XL International. We can write checks to these organizations and benefit them to fill needs that they have. So that's been super exciting. We made a pledge to um, to finish out the second and third floors of the Creekside building. A hundred thousand dollar pledge that we've almost finished, which is incredible. I cannot write a check for that, but I can give some time and um, and help the community. We have people who come through the line at every sale in tears because they got everything on their list that fit their budget, everything that their kids needed, school uniforms. Socks. I mean, it's incredible the things that they need for their families. And so um, being able to fill that need allowed us to realize that there is tons of outreach. People come through that sale who might not otherwise set foot in a church. So we have amazing outreach opportunity at the sale. Now, it's not a volunteer job for just parents with young children. It's a volunteer job for anybody. It's a four-hour shift. Um, if you don't need, the, the benefit of working a four-hour shift is that you get to shop before we open to the public. If you don't need your privileges, your early shopping privileges, you can give them to someone else or designate someone else to shop. So if you give, if you give a shift of four hours and a coworker that has 
grandkids they need to shop for or whatever. You can give those privileges to them and they can come shop for their grandkids. And a lot of people do that. A ton of people yeah. do that. Um, the jobs are easy. It's typically just hanging stuff up back where it goes in the right size because people will grab a bunch of things that they like and then they'll go through it and decide what they don't like and they'll put it back on the discard rack. And we just want it to be in the right size so that when they, someone else is shopping, they'll see it. Um, and a lot of it sometimes might be screening the items and putting it out on the floor and setting up the floor for, for the sale. But it's easy jobs. Multiple, um, multiple different areas mm -hmm. to, to do stuff. And I would say it's a really good opportunity for new members to meet other people. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of the volunteers are not Otter Creek members. They're volunteers from the community. Yeah. And that has been good opportunities for, I mean, we've had people come here to church because they volunteered and loved the sale and met a member here and they had a connection. Um, Joni Ferguson, who is one of our new members, and I worked at the sale this past time. I had no idea she was a member here. She was brand new, just moved here. The next day I saw her here at church. I'm like, I told you I would remember your name, Joni Ferguson. And so, you know, it's just those connections yeah. that, that you make. But um, anyways, lots of good opportunities for, yeah. for volunteering. And, so. and at the end of the sale, we get to write big old checks to people who have ministries that benefit kids. And that's incredibly fulfilling. Um, right now, I think we're, we take as many consigners as we can. People are always on a waiting list. We've kind of maxed out because we don't have as, I mean, we only have a certain amount of space, mm -hmm. but we average between 40 and 45,000 a sale. So about 90,000 a year is what we end up making. So um, that's, a, that's, that's quite a bit of money. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's right a bunch of chips. Okay, thank you. You want thank you so much? You're welcome. Oh, yeah. we left you 11 minutes. That's good. That's all I need. Um, Patrick Chappelle? Yeah. He's been here how long? Five or six years. Five or six years? Yeah. Tell us your official title. Uh, so my official title is College and Young Adult Minister. That's the official title. It's complicated. Okay. Because uh, college is easy, right? We can all define college students, 18 to 20. But even then, today it's tough to say what college age is because there's some people who are going back to school and get so like that person is in college so they would benefit from college ministry if they wanted to if they were going back for finishing a degree or something like that but the traditional college age person is like 18 to 22 or in that in that range young adulthood is very complicated because a lot of people don't realize that they are young adults even though they are <laughs> And some people, like, I, it was so funny because someone, I, one of a friend of mine, they go to another church, posted a photo that said, look at us middle-aged people who are on the beach. I'm like, you're barely 35. Oh, yeah. 35 is not middle-aged. Not even close. Like, middle-aged, by definition, Be not careful. by definition. Be careful. By, I'm not making this up. This is by <laughs> definition. Middle age starts at 45. Oh dear. That's where middle age starts. 45, I think the official is like 45 to like 65 or something like that. 70 is the new 50. Right, but then you have that, right? 70's the new 50, 90's the new 25. <laughs> but all I to say for what we do here, 
young adults are 20-somethings and mostly 30-somethings. Like, usually about mid, like 35-ish. It kind of depends on the individual, how they want to, how they want to interact with the ministry. I don't, we don't force somebody to be a part. We invite them and if they choose to be a part of it. So they you can. have like a, there's pretty broad age, age range. Uh-huh. And, and, and with kids, like with married couples. So you have yeah, young yeah. married couples and even in, even with young married couples, it's a nuance because there's married couples. Like, do, are you saying I'm a young married based upon my age? Like I am young and married, or is it that I am? I haven't been married long. Newly, newly married, right? It's a very different, you know, kind of like nuance there. And then when you start having children, or if you know, if you start having children, then you kind of start getting, you know, you get wrapped up and linked up with children's ministry, which is a good thing. But the children's ministries, like their main aim is to minister to your children. You're a part of that as the as the parent, but as a co-partner in ministry to the child. Like now, naturally, you get a connection with the children ministry staff, so then they kind of in by de facto become people you talk to and lean on and etc. But uh, still, you're invited to be a part of the young adult. So the ministry. lines are kind of blurred a little yeah, bit, but but the yeah. one that we can for sure oh, like. Yeah. It's, it's concrete, it's sure. objective, it's the college ministry. Yes. So you've named it the Freeloaders. Yeah, you got So tell us yeah. what it does and how, if you need more volunteers, always, always, how people yeah. can get about what's expected of them. Uh, so Freeloaders is our adopted college student program. And, you know, we came up with the, the name just because that's what college students Which are. Which I think is pretty hilarious. They're Freeloaders, and it's in a loving way we say that about them. In that you, we want you to come and be a part of this community, and we want you to be in our homes and be in our lives, and basically free free love. We don't want you to bring. You don't have to. You don't have to show up with anything. We don't need your money. We don't need you to do anything. We just want you to be here and be a part of this. And so that's kind of the spirit of the Freeloaders program. And really, what we've tried, what I've tried to do, and we're we're still like it's. It's amazing, like how it's naturally worked, and how so many families have already signed up and helping out. So many students are involved in it in different ways. But as Laura, she's you know, her and Chad are a freeloader uh, host family, and they can tell like it's they've had like a, a a wave of like how that's looked like, you know, and because college students' lives are based upon semesters, right? You can have one semester in the fall and they're super involved in everything because their schedule allows it. But then in the spring, like they're taking too many classes or they now they gotta get a job and so now they're they're very disconnected. But then it's like summer, they're here, so now they're back being connected. So it's a little bit like you kinda have to have that flexibility even as a host mm -hmm. family to recognize that like students' lives are very active and sporadic, but uh, it's one of those ways where we try to tell them, just encourage them, invite them to your home if they can get there. Some, some students don't have cars, or if they don't have a car, perhaps it's going uh, and said, hey, let's go, let me come and we'll pick you up and we'll go have a meal at a restaurant near campus. Or uh, we'll come visit you on campus and, you know, just catch up and see how, how life's going. Or it's a text message, you know, or it's like, so you have families like the Hesters, which have like, who knows how many freeloaders at this point? They've got like 
seven, I think. Really? They, they, they take on a lot of students. And they're probably like the, like the extreme example of like what this could look like. Cause like they have taken all those guys to like the NH, NHL uh, wow. weekend thing, the big hockey weekend we had here, what last year, they bought tickets for them to do all that. They all, they had a big Oscars party and decorated their house. But it's like they, you know, and that's part of, part of the reason they, they do it like that is they have two teenage boys yeah. that they're really, they want as many positive, older, male, like, students, like, in their house to rub off on their, on their sons. And so they're willing to do whatever it takes. So I think it's, that's part of the reason. I think, too, they went to Alabama, and so they, Alabama and some of those other state universities have really robust, like, you know, campus ministry programs yeah. that do what we're doing. Uh, and so that's, they, they have that done for them, and so that's why. And I think a lot of people who do that, like the troops, that was their story. They were adopted by a family. There's so many other folks who are involved in that ministry that they are doing it because, like, that happened for me. Right. So I want to do that for a student. Well, and I think that is a great example of someone who's probably discovered a gift. Because right. that's what this class is about, is right. spiritual gifts. Right. And they are using it, you right. know, and oh, yeah. that, that may be their thing. They yeah. found it. So That's true. And I mean, and, and as far as, I mean, it's it doesn't matter where you're at in life and and when you're talking to friends, when you're talking to people, like it's it's open to all like that. And, and, and it even... Even if someone is single, or if someone is married and they don't have any kids, or they're married with any, it's, it it works, and, and it doesn't. Some people say, "Well, I want to. I don't feel like I can't be like this Hester family." But some families are racist. They just do one thing, and they say, "Hey, you want to come have coffee? We'll go. Let's get coffee and catch up." Like I think of Kim Tolliver, who does that with her students, and like they'll just go have coffee, and she'll just catch up on their life. So there's no like you don't give them very specific things. They we have give, to do. yeah, you give we them give them like a list of here's some things, yeah. and that's something that we're looking to do in the next phase of freeloaders is I want to put together like a freeloaders like leadership team made up of host families and maybe some students to say how do we, you know, make the most of this experience for the host families and for the students, and maybe that's one or two big events that we host here or somewhere else where people can engage with their freeloader because we do like a big lunch at the start of each semester but uh, we haven't done anything else outside of that so we try to figure out the balance because yeah. you know the host families have active lives because they may have children or they may be empty nesters or they may be you know whatever yeah. so they've got they're busy they're doing their thing right and the students are doing lots of things and so we're trying to find that balance of how do we create events for people to come be a part of but not too much where it feels like oh that's a lot to say yes to. Right. Yeah. Right. That's great. Yeah, As great. a mom of a college student, I don't know that Caleb's involved in like a specific college ministry, but it's just so important for them yeah. to have other adult connections wherever they are, yeah. whether it's a professor or just someone else at the church they're going to. Yeah. And when they're that far away from home, yeah. it's just it's really valuable. And, and here's what I know, especially when you see students here, here's what we know, especially in Nashville. And this is why young adult ministry at Cosmeet is so important for churches in Nashville, especially, is that we're a growing city with lots of students that come to it and lots of young adults, post-college young adults that come here. If 
a college student or a young adult comes here to a church like Otter Creek and churches like that look like us, which is intergenerational, lots of different types of people, that means that they are they, that's what they're seeking. That's what they want because there are lots of churches that are what I would say are college young adult driven churches in our city. And it's like, so they're not going there because they don't necessarily want that kind of experience. They want this experience. So in some ways, they are hoping to get connected with someone who is older than them. That's interesting. And so, because otherwise they would just go and be with where all of their friends or a lot of their friends are going right. to. But they're choosing to come here. And it's like also to think about like if a Lipscomb, Belmont, Bandy student comes to essentially downtown Brentwood is what I call it, where, we're, where we're at, like that's a drive. That's a 15 minute drive that are saying, I wanna be here. So we're like, okay, they're here, so we should engage with them and not think they don't wanna talk to me because I'm 30 something, or because I'm 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever. You well, know? the couple I was telling y'all about earlier were at a church, which is a great church, oh, yeah. but it was very yes. college, yeah. young adult driven. Yeah. And they started coming here, and I think that that's maybe the reason why. why. Um, that's exactly the reason why is that they're especially especially if you get to like mid late twenties, and when you look around and say, "Am I the oldest person here?" Yeah. That's a problem. If I'm twenty eight and I'm the oldest person in the in my section, it's like I don't like that, you know, you know. Or and that's and the same thing goes to with people who are much older, and they look around and say, "Wait, am I the youngest person here?" It's like I need to be in a place with because I think that's what that's what it needs to look like. It's this mix of generations and ages and experiences. It's not just all all one side or the other. Which is what we have here. So yeah. Well, if you want to be involved yeah. in that um, program, just get in touch with you. That's right. Put them to work. Yeah, so yeah. it's yeah. a great thing. So. That's fun. So thank you. Yes. It's ten forty-five. So is that perfect? That's perfect. And I can't remember what we're doing next week. I think we've got some more interviews. Because we had to shuffle the schedule around a little bit. That's the Oh, that's right. There we go. next Sunday. Yeah. So try to come for that. Um, yeah. They're going to talk a little bit about um, confidentiality policy. that they yeah. It's a new policy. And then how people were put in their different groups, the, the flocks. So should be interesting. All right. Thank you all.